take two middle-aged men who happen to be cousins and share a common codependency on movies, put them in a room, and tell them to talk about anything film-related. The result? An existential exposition of cinematic synergy we call The Finleys on Film. I don't know why um, we're doing this, actually. Um, I mean, it was a great idea, Yeah. this episode. But it seems really out of character in a way. How so? Well, we're doing um, two uh, animated films. I think we're going to call this our Left at Albuquerque. Uh, oh, is that episode? what you want? I don't know what I want. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I, no had, idea. I had in mind uh, just the Finleys get animated, but that's pretty uh, weak next to okay. Left at Albuquerque, which is a great but uh, get animated reference. just to the left of Albuquerque. Yeah. I like it. It's going to be a really long time. The title's going to be longer than the show. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean... Um, so look, there there are undoubtedly um, a million great animated films pre nineteen eighty that could qualify as classics, or that we could talk about because other people have qualified them as classics. So sure. it's like Absolutely. you have like like nineteen seventy seven's The Hobbit. Oh, Baggins, no, right? I don't think I, yeah, I don't know if I could bear no, to do that one. I don't now. think I could either. And then of course is classically like a nineteen thirty eight Snow White, which is reportedly so you know amazing and so groundbreaking. Um, in its own sort of historical context, yeah. that like uh, Clark Gable came out of the theater crying. Wow, really? Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of really interesting moves. There's um, one because like, he wasn't ever going to be able to bang that hot brunette. Is that what that was? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. He had a, <laughs> like, a, a supply pig. of poison apples, I'm that sure. Pig. But, but um, <laughs> <laughs> Bill Cosby thought that was yeah. Bill Cosby. <laughs> My poison apple goo, Okay. So um, <laughs> there's so weak. That's the one that's got. been done to death. I know. Mm. Besides that, that Bill Cosby rapey imitation is um, uh, "Song of the South," which is a, like a fascinating film. But yeah. of course, you know, I think podcasts quickly caught on to like the, how that one needs to be done. So I don't think we need to do another one on that. I one. think we did a reasonable facsimile of, of t- a substitution for today on one of our one of our movies. Not quite as not quite uh, as yeah. not quite as infamous no. as Song of the South. <laughs> not at all. I remember all. like going through my going through Dad's collection when we were like he was uh, he had a stroke. Fin- we were putting, Finley, yeah. we were putting every, we were putting the, putting everything sort of in storage to figure mm-hmm. out what to do with it and then keep it in storage. Uh, but what, but I remember pulling a VHS off the off the shelf and it, boom, Song of the fucking yep. South right there, and I was like. This might be the last known copy of this. Well, yeah, I mean, movie. it's like $80 to buy a copy now. And it's, oh, yeah. it's sort of like, um, you know, there's a poet, um, Louise Gluck, who um, she's a pretty good poet. And I mean, some people like her, some people mm-hmm. don't. But she's one of those like poets who actually makes a living off of her poetry. She doesn't wow. need to teach, you know. And, and um, when she was 20, she was sort of a prodigy. And so she published, she got this first book published. And then by the time she had her fourth book and had some money, she tracked down every fucking copy of that first book to lock it away. And I think that's kind of what happened mm-hmm. with Song of the South, which we're not talking about, but somehow we kind of are in a way. You know, it's sort of... Same thing with Bar- was it the Barbra Streisand sex tape. That's another famous one. Like no, that. is there? Yeah, yeah. It's like, like when she was an early actress, she, she tried herself, tried her hand no. at a little pornography and then subsequently used every ounce of her money and power to buy Who is this again? Barbra Streisand. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I've heard one of... Um, uh, that there's a sex tape of Jane Fonda pegging uh, Ted Turner. 
Oh, shit. Well, I got that on my phone. Do you want to yeah. watch that later? <laughs> so, so obviously we're talking about animation. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and wow. um, yeah, so I think what we ended up doing was just, just sort of digging into our, our memories and saying, like, what are the full-length animated features well, that, that we, uh, well, we well, did. We, yeah, we, go ahead. No, I'm just saying, like, yes. we, we kind of picked the theme and then, like, you picked one and I picked one, the one that we, the one yeah, that we wanted it. to talk about, I think. Yeah, yeah. so it's just a, it's a very sort of personal show in that sense, right? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like we're not, we're, we're, we're reaching toward, anyway, so I'm over-talking it, but, you know, the one, so, so if we start with this first one chronologically mm-hmm. you know you'll recall that um uh. you know i in my early single father days you know where i had my son um saturdays and sundays sometimes fridays um you know i lived in san francisco and then daily city you lived in the same area and um for the first year that i was a single father like um i think i bought a zoo pass and a pass to the steinhardt aquarium which mm-hmm. meant that we went to the zoo 52 times <laughs> and the steinhardt aquarium 52 <laughs> times and then it was. I was sort of trying to figure out, like, how how do you entertain a a, a four year old? How do you yeah. how do you make those memories? And there was this shitty Chinese um, VHS rental place mm-hmm. down the uh, hill from to- um, uh, Southgate Avenue, okay, um, Daily, Daily City. City. Yeah, yeah. And um, they had a couple in the kids section, so I would get them, thinking, "Well, he'll like this." And one that he loved to watch over and over again, and so did I. Was our first film, which is the 1944's "The, the Three, Three Caballeros." We're three happy chappies with snappy sarapes. By the way, I just want to point something out here. There's, this is something really interesting about this movie, which is I last saw that with uh, your son and you when he was four or five, four mm-hmm. or five years old, twenty-three years ago. Twenty-three years ago, and mm-hmm. I remember that line of that song right? <laughs> to this day. That, that has never fucking left me. Yeah. So so look, this is the, this is actually um, Disney's seventh um, full length feature mm-hmm. animated film. You know what's different about it is, um, and and we can go over the plot as much as there is in, in a minute. But what's different about it is um, instead of being a, a continual story like Bambi or or like um, Snow White, um, it's a sort of premise. With a, a ton of like vignettes, yeah. like cartoon vignettes, right. like a Winesburg, like a Winesburg, Ohio, of, a, of an animated <laughs> movie for, <laughs> okay. for people who have no idea. What the, anyways, um, but it does have something else going for it. Technically speaking, which yeah. was also uh, Disney's first attempt at, at mixing live yeah. live action with animation. At the yeah, Song of the did it a few years later, and then not Disney, but MGM did it with Anchors Away, Tom and Jerry, and, yeah. and Gene Kelly and, and Frank Sinatra. Right. But um, and it was one of the things I noted early on was that. Um, when in doing just a tiny bit of research about this film is that it was reviewed seriously by the New York Times and mm-hmm. the New Yorker, both of which criticized it only for the fact that it had so little content and relied so heavily on the sort of technology of, of mixing live. And that's a possibly a valid criticism. But what I was astounded at, at no criticism of at the time or since mm-hmm. is that there was no criticism of its racial insensitivity. Well, because, well, okay, well, so now here's an interesting thing. It was initially, I mean, uh, my reading of this, uh, and I did a little bit of study, is mm-hmm. it was created to be yeah. like, a, like, a, like a, a movie that was an ambassador of goodwill to, South, to, the, to the... Central and South America. Central and South America. It was released in Mexico City yeah. a year before it was released in the United States. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, with kind that of... in mind. And it was, I guess it was rather popular down there at the same time. That's astounding to me that it would be popular down there for, for numerous reasons. Again, we'll talk about it in a second here. But I was kind of curious about that because the film really focused... Focuses on two countries. It focuses on Mexico and, and Brazil. Mexico and Brazil, and stops in a couple, of, and a lot, a lot, quite a bit of time in uh, Antarctica, for that matter. Okay, well, with, with, a, with a strangely Mexican I'm penguin. About, I'm talking We're about the, sure. the goodwill. What, what could be conceived yeah, of yeah. as the goodwill portion, which is like the 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 
excluding the first quarter of the film, right? Right, right. So, so um, the premise of the film is that Donald Duck, which is one of my favorite um, animated characters, and, of and all let me time. tell you something: you <laughs> have not fucking lived until you've heard Donald Duck attempt to do Spanish. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh yeah. What in the fuck? So he gets a birthday present and it's it's um you know it's sort of a Gabriel Garcia Marquez birthday present and that he opens it and each present inside the big present has a sort of like a come to life meta commentary on different a- like a travelogue. <laughs> it actually starts with yeah. two small like mythological tales, right. um, one of which is a Sterling Holloway as a narrator for ah, a penguin Sterling and Holloway, Antarctica. My, one of my favorite voice actors. Antarctica, by the way, is, is just sort of like a way to ease white people into South America, I guess, because <laughs> it has nothing to do with anything. Um, it's a cute little little vignette. And then another one... Well, I, I think our penguin was named Pepe, so... Uh, <laughs> was... Another one in an unnamed sort of country that's um, uh, the narrator speaks about uh, finding a flying donkey and, and mm. trying to... to um, that was fix uh, the race of the tracks. That was that was like Argentina or something like that. Because he was a he was a he was Maybe. a uh, yeah, No, what do they call those? The guys on the Pampas. The uh, the dudes with the weird underwear thing. Mm, I don't know. Hmm, Cowboys of the Pampas. The, the word will come work. to me much later. Yeah. yeah well, right. I mean, the, the interesting thing is, yeah, so the film has. I mean, it's it's you could watch it without realizing that that's what it's trying to do. It's trying to present goodwill because it actually seems like, and I don't want to say exploitation, but it's that sort of like um, that perspective that's like, oh, the exotic, then fill in the blank, native, what have you. And again, I'm not even embarrassed about it. It felt charming. I, I love the film. It's snappy and it's serapy. It's all those things. But it's just sort of interesting when you watch it in 2018 to know, like, what were they after here? Because I would have thought that, that people watching it South America would be a little embarrassed at what we did here. Maybe or maybe not. I don't know. Well, probably they were. Well, here's what I what I what came across to me the most mm-hmm. is is how sort of it wasn't as bad as it could have been. It was oh, yeah. mostly it was mostly um, condescending. I think is the word I would. It's like yeah. more or less gently condescending, like like gleefully, like happy condescension. Like this is what makes these people nice as well as charming. You know. <laughs> well, you it's it's also you have some cooperation in it too. That's that's mm-hmm. probably what makes it a little more palatable or seem palatable. It's like you have not Karma Miranda, but her sister Aurora, Aurora Miranda, Miranda yeah. sans fruit, but some other crazy sort of napkin hat going. And, um, you know, sort of dancing with um, Donald Duck. And by the way, I, I, I don't know why I've never thought of this before, but it occurred to me when Donald Duck was doing his um, typical, like, you know, in cartoons you have the wolf, or ooga, ooga, the eyes, the, the, the tongue that goes out like a carpet, and Donald <laughs> Duck has like the beating heart that goes three feet uh, out of his chest. Uh, That's all code for hard on. I never really thought of it that way before today, <laughs> but it's really what it is. <laughs> And uh, and also, I would say uh, that that being the case, Donald had a num- had a number of hard ons during this show. He certainly did. Uh, he was basically he was just basically tram watching half the well, show. Well, so 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 after those two first vignettes, what happens is Donald is um, joins a, a Brazilian parrot, right? And later on, um, a Mexican a, rooster, a Mexican rooster who's also a bandito, oh, right? <laughs> of course, yes. And they sort of go around and they do a little bit of a travelogue. This mm-hmm. is Bahia, and this is the sort of heart of Bahia, and these are the dances of Bahia, and and when we get to Mexico, founding of Mexico City on the lake, right? And this is what people dance like in Veracruz, as if that were possibly true. I and by the know. way, um, just to sort of really um, be a little insulting here, they don't take a magic carpet ride; they take a magic sarape ride yes. <laughs> around, as if that's a, uh, even a mythological <laughs> thing. I'm but, not. Hold on. By the way, sarape, by the way, is is what a poncho that you wear like a? It's a blanket you wear like a poncho. I think so. Yeah, I think it's like a blanket you wear around your shoulder. It's something. Mm. I, 
No. Yeah, so, so, so we learned a few things. Well, so they're riding around. Well, I thought this was kind of interesting too. All of us, there's a couple of scenes that get very, very psychedelic. Yes, like like the scene, the drunk scene from Dumbo. Dumbo. Yeah, that immediately of Dumbo. Well, yeah. one of them is this: is you know, after Donald does all his sort of like um, heart. You know, slash boing, hard boing, on boingity boings all over the place, and actually the other two fellows sort of get into it too. And they do a little song, and some of the lyrics are about like it doesn't matter whether the girls say yes, no, or maybe, <laughs> whatever. Uh, let's not let's not think about the ramifications. Other things that. are still alive in 1944, yes, no, or maybe because we have scotch tape. I don't know. Like we have ropes. I don't know. It's fucking weird. <laughs> so so they're they're flying over a beach, uh-huh. and um, they um, look down at some um, uh, South American hotties, mm. and instead of Sending their bunny and yarrows. Well, what they do is they dive bomb them, and there's even machine guns <laughs> until the whole beach and, of and bikini let's clad. What, what do those machine guns perhaps represent? Yeah, think? well, I'm They're not just coming all over the place. Yeah, maybe, or they maybe it represented like you know a hard on for Mexicans, and then the conflict with the, my need to like kill them. I don't know, like it, it, a little bit like Ralph Fiennes in Schindler's List, you know, with the with the maid. I might be reading too much into it. Wow, I don't know. Maybe a little. I I don't know. Ah, no, what could? How could you possibly? I just thought it was really interesting, and it also has like the um classic as they're going around i mean we haven't even talked about we don't probably don't even need to talk about each sort of country and each scene but but um it has something that i thought was i wondered if we if we you know maybe one of you knows um was it a, like the 1940s where film got into meta or maybe it's more accurately like the fourth breaking the fourth wall because this is about the same time that bob hope did his like like looking into the camera type thing mm-hmm. um and and there's a lot of that here i noticed with the first sort of earliest film i've ever seen where the illustrated is arguing with the illustrator, right? Oh, yeah, like like yeah. where a spotlight sure. is or isn't on you, or whether your ass is being erased by a pencil. These are coming all things that a... eventually came out big in Looney Tunes. Though. Yeah. Oh, now absolutely. About yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So I don't know. It's it's um it's full of um you know honestly. Um, not to belabor the point, but if you just tweaked your mentality a little bit and, and took it as, yeah, it's misguided a bit, but like I could treat this as an interesting travelogue to like different, you know, um, short of Bourdain type explorations <laughs> of different cultures. Um, I thought it was great. I think, I think it's good for kids. I mean, yeah. it's it's a really it's a really fucking fun fun film, and it's one of my favorite full length Disney animations. Well, okay, here's the thing. For, 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 like I said, 24 years later, I remember the lyrics to that particular. So one of the things that I caught again watching this 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 movie is you could take the movie out and if you just took the soundtrack, uh, it's great. pretty fucking good. Absolutely. The music is absolutely stellar. Yeah. It yeah. really is good. It's great representation yeah. of various southern South American and uh, yeah. Mexican forms of music. It's amazing in that sense. So I, so maybe that's maybe that's one part part of it that's just worthwhile to catch is to catch that music because those were yeah. that was some art. I think that, and speaking of art, I was going to say, you know, so much um, attention is is paid to the sort of like early, you know, merging of um, uh, uh, cartoon characters and and human beings, live footage, Mm -hmm. that what could easily be overlooked is that this film has a lot of great art. I mean, the the, Mm -hmm. the matting and the the, the, like sort of background artwork is really interestingly um, put together, almost, you know, little cubism here and there and some... Mm -hmm. Um, interesting sort of modern art. So I like it. I give it an enthusiastic thumbs up. But I've too. always I, been a sucker for Donald Duck. If you hated way. it, by the way. Well, here's the thing. I'm going to go with you on that one. I'm going to give it a thumbs up too. But if you hate it and or offended by it, I get that. But uh, Offended uh, might be too far. And I, I, think I think it maybe I'm, is. I'm pretty, I'm pretty um, it's cartoon but made, made by a Nazi in his crew. <laughs> well, <laughs> given old Walt's <laughs> penchant for Jew hating, I think that's probably accurate. Yeah, yeah, it could be a lot worse. So I guess Absolutely. what we're saying is it could be worse in that category. Yeah. 
yeah, it I could think, be something of the south, and it isn't. I think it really, honestly, and I, I don't think I, I, I'm 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 like, um, uh, um, aware of you woke. what ages. You're woke, dog. I'm woke. What ages badly, and and what could be offensive, and so forth. But really, I think it, you'd be kind of a douche to be offended by this this film. But I might be wrong. Yeah. I might if be you're crazy. Douche, why don't you write us an email? Let us hear. Let, let us hear. Tom lo- Tommy loves his I love email. Those, I love those. I have a feeling you're writing emails. Too, so we're just reading them. <laughs> anyway, so that's it. So then we now we turn to our second full length feature, oh. which was Tom's choice. Water and that <laughs> that was Watership Down. Watership Down from Watch. 1978. Mm-hmm. Okay, talk to me. Saw it in the movie theaters. Loved it when I was a kid. Really, you saw it in the movie theaters? Oh yeah, yeah. I was I was blown away by it as a kid. I cried like a baby when I saw it. Hard to believe it I'm, would last in the movie theaters. Not because I didn't like it, but because it just doesn't strike me as money making material. It was 1970, whatever. It was that year. It was. I don't know. I, I I can't answer for it, but all I know mm-hmm. is I saw it in the movie theater. I want to yeah. say we might have seen it also. In a drive-in too. I mean, I loved mm. it. Chuck, my brother, really loved it. Yeah. So he, so he really pushed on it, and I was always, and I was, you know, was right behind him. I loved that movie. It made me cry hard, and I, you know, watching it, rewatching it, not too long recently for mm-hmm. this, mm-hmm. I cried again. You <laughs> cried again a little bit. I got a little mm. teary-eyed, man. You still uh, invest in these these damn characters. Unlike the art our, it's beautiful in this. Unlike our last film, it's uh, it, which was just you know very fun. This is a dark, dark movie, this not is, for kids at all. Yeah. No. 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 Unless mm. you were me back then, and, and your parents didn't really care that. <laughs> right. Much, right. Well, Scar we were watching Days of Wine and Roses. Scar when we were them nine. early and often. Let's go. Sure. So it's uh, it's uh, it's kind of like the it's this or, it's just like almost origin story sort of hero tale. Oh, of, definitely. It's got like a, an Aristophanes feel. Like mm-hmm. this is how you know this is how love. Well, it and has this is how it, it's anger. A, it's about bunnies, and bunnies mm-hmm. have their own mythology sure. in this world. This is their world that we're that we're talking about. Yeah. So they have their own mythology, like their own progeny. The person that they call the Frith, who for, from whom they all descend. It's essentially, the sun god, right? It's sort no. Of? It's a. Fr- Oh shit! It's been oh. so long. There's Frith, mm. and then there's the the father mm, of rabbits. I feel the nerd wheels turning. Mm. <laughs> Pretty hard, dude. I read the I read the book a couple of times too. No, not exactly uh. a sun god. Uh, another burned out star. Well, and well, the sun god created everything, and then the, yeah. then the then their ancestor god is okay. the one you know who who pissed off the sun god sufficiently like that everyone the, want to kill and eat them. So. Like a lot of the Greek myths, it, it really sort of like um, there's a parallel this time, not. Uh, usually in Greek mythology, like man is the one that's cursed with something. Right. right? That's why your balls hurt, mm. essentially, or whatever it is. And it's like this time, it's the rabbits' sort of early, I guess, hubris in a way, right? Yeah, their like, their arrogance and their overbreeding and how mm-hmm. much they endangered everybody else, and mm-hmm. so the so so the, the so the great sun god gave everybody else teeth and made them want to eat rabbits and made rabbits yeah. fast because he took pity on them. And the with this, this shitty tail that sort of attracts attention, so forth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So so you see you see early on that there are these there's this sort of system right yep. that that's that's in play and and obviously that the allegories are for any sort of modern political you know structure and Ar- mm-hmm. armageddon in general right 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 is, is there so so you were introduced to these characters these characters are, are the, this this sort of this brother well this it starts off initially with this brother team oh, Tom's uh, really excited yeah it's, it's, it's this, these, this brother rabbits one is uh um, Hazel and the other is uh, Fiverr, and Fiverr is named mm-hmm. after the fact that he's the fifth rabbit, and Fiverr is an unlucky because rabbit again is part of the mythology that this guy created for this fucking world, mm-hmm. for this world, which is rabbits typically give birth in, in broods of four, so five is considered unlucky inside of their society. It's this is something I missed in the film, or is this something you just knew from? No, research, it's something or? I knew from re- okay. because I read the book. Oh, right? yeah, okay. it's, but but at the same time, you get this, this this character is an outsider. He's smaller, and mm-hmm. he has like some kind of weird precog powers, and he senses danger coming to the Warren. He's got the a world. Is going to be destroyed. Uh, uh, 
personality <laughs> okay, to it. Sure, absolutely. Go ahead. So, uh, so he he starts he's running around. He's Cassandra warning people about this. Nobody yeah. wants to fucking hear it. But the people who do believe in him sort of gather around him, and some people who are opportunists and want to get out and sort of make a life. So they they figure they'll go with this guy and they'll start a colony somewhere else. And well, so is, I mean, it's what's interesting is is they don't get the go ahead. So they, he and his brother decide to go, and a couple of others go with them, and then and then suddenly. Um, I, this I didn't really get, understand is, um, so I'm, I'm talking about a cartoon and I'm like, Tom, explain this to me. <laughs> but, but one of the sort of like, uh, um, henchmen, I mm. guess that's, a, that's an improper word of, of the leader. One of the cops, sort of one of the, one, okay. of, the, one of the lieutenants of the, uh, of okay. the leader. Just leaves with them. Yeah. What's his name? Big teeth or something? A big, uh, big, <sighs> big, big wig. Big wig, that's yeah. his name. Yeah, big wig. He's got a big tuft of hair in the middle of his head or something. Yeah, big wig. So, mm, okay. so he leaves with him. Yeah, he's just pissed off because he got overrun, over uh, shot, overlooked for a promotion. Which is important because if they're on the run, they have at least one sort of tough, one one tough guy bunny. He's been in, you know, in command. Before. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so he he's like, so they create like there's there's that triumvirate, right? The, the mm-hmm. strong guy, the smart guy, and the practical one, and they all they lead the bunnies away, and they they're all finding this mythical place that this fiver keeps seeing in his head. This this sort of place where they're going to go and be safe and like that and it's yeah ultimately they do find it but along the way they run across other rabbit warrens and they have other terrifying adventures until they come across this sort of uh this uh, like a fascist dictatorship warren yeah well there's a couple right before they reach that they they reach another sort of um um community of traders it's the vichy country right (laughs) vichy rabbits yeah there's rabbits who are the rabbits who are basically the 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 farmers keeping them alive in their warren for Mm -hmm, food mm -hmm. and he's letting some of them live and 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 culling the other ones and so yeah they're happy to take other people in but they're also docile you know as you are tame and weird and terrified and fucked up rabbits it's as if the tom if you don't mind my saying it's as if the rabbits over time we're used to seeing let's just say uh, immigrant rabbits mm-hmm. and their children being detained but in small numbers <coughs> yeah of and course. so finally they turn around and other immigrant rabbits and their babies are being held separate in facilities in large numbers and we the call rabbits those, are shocked we call those libtard rabbits that wasn't. Uh, that was misleading and unfunny. <laughs> Holy shit, Tom! That was just mean and Lip wrong. Hard rabbits. Uh, but fuck. I only. I only want to like follow up on that because people will get the impression that you're a person who uses oh, libtards. No, no, just no, to be no, clear, no, no, yeah, he's yeah. making I'm, fun of I'm someone a libtard. Who, I'm a libtard. Yeah. yeah okay. Just yes. to be clear, we're libtard, both, our libtards ourselves. We're both lefties for God, sure. Fucking Jesus Christ. Okay, yeah, no, okay. I'm sorry. My, no, no problem. My Facebook rants on this fucking subject this last week. <laughs> I simply didn't Our, want people to be left with the impression that you were actually using the phrase. Let me tell you about the lift dots. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Oh. Okay, God. so anyway, so yeah. yeah, then they do reach the final. I mean, because look, this is not an it, Orwell. It's it's um, mythological. It's right. Joseph Campbell. It's right. Armageddon. And what happens is you get glimpses into different types of dystopias mm-hmm. allegorical to human beings obviously yeah absolutely and along the way they make weird allies too and they, and they and they force enemies to be allies accidentally like the dog becomes their ally yeah and the, pigeon, the crazy fucking rabbit, the crazy bird that's played by Zero, Zero Mustel. Yeah. Fuck, it's wonderful. Love Zero Mustel. God, he's, he almost steals this movie. He's great. He's fabulous in this movie. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, no, it's a great, uh, it, it's a fabulous movie. God, I fucking love this well, thing. And I, violent, and I love it as man. much as I loved it before. Yeah. It is yeah. violent. It's, it's really disturbing. The bunny bunny fighting is fucked up. Yeah, it is. And the way it's illustrated is. Um, There's a general, Colonel Mugwort. There's a general Mugwort. Oh, God. 
He's the uh, he's the big oh, yeah, he's uh, the, the big wig yeah. in the in the fascist. He's the in the. He would be played theater. by Telly Savalas, I, I believe. <laughs> That's if, okay, Telly Savalas. Yeah. By way of John Goodman, I, mm-hmm. it, yeah, he's just terrible. He, he in order to to keep his people docile, he makes occasional examples of yeah. some of them who are sure. who are having traitorous thoughts by shredding their fucking ears and putting them on display, and clearly putting um, like, does into prostitution. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, every it's every it's barely implied, if you will. Yeah. Meaning it's more well the reproduction is certainly controlled by mugwort because that's what he does he controls mm-hmm. everything he's that fucking guy i i read an, an interview with um the illustrator faith hubley mm-hmm. and i i wanted to bring a lot of interesting things from the interview to the table but she's so fucking weird that i couldn't really pull out any factoids to give you except to say sure. that that she grew up in this household where her father was a dentist and he was much like carl malden by the way and fear strikes out he we'll was obsessed with her being a dentist really and she rejected his hmm. his insistence on her being a, a dentist heartily, and then she became a communist, and it upset him even more. And so finally, <laughs> she had to leave town, and she wanted to work for Disney, and but then she realized she was too radical uh-huh. a person, and so she formed sure. a studio with her husband in New York, hmm. and um, their whole their whole purpose was to be as unlike Disney illustrators as possible, and I think they succeeded. They pulled it off great massively, yeah. With this film, like like I said, one of the things that, that that still sticks with me about this movie is the way the is the background, just the art yeah. in this movie is fantastic. Well, it, I think it really is. It, yeah, what it has is um, <coughs> you can easily mistake it for the lazy art of of the, the background art mm-hmm. of um, the Hobbit because it it doesn't move. It's not it's not um, but but it's actually just minimalism. It's, yeah, it's just it's wonderful, pretty, wonderful minimalism. Fast, and the colors are dreary, like just interesting, and dreary, and <laughs> yeah. amazing at the same time. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, so I, I agree with you. I was. Um, it seems to me I'd, I'd seen this before, but somehow I forgot about it. But uh, thank mm-hmm. you for bringing it to my attention again. Sure, sure. Yeah, I'll I mean, a classic. Yeah, I'd like to do more animated films as we as we go along, or maybe mm-hmm. we can mix them in in terms of like um, thematic sort of you know whatever. But but um, sure, these are good starts. And I, I I venture to say most people probably have not seen these films. Oh yeah, I would say so. I think there's a generation who might have seen. Uh, Watership down that, that runs parallel to us, like our generation. Maybe, maybe some of them have seen this, but three caballeros. I think those people are all in old age homes. Mm. So, we're just where we belong. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Pretty much. Okay. Well, listen. Um, thanks for listening to us. Uh, with a couple of things. One, yeah. you can always write us at feelingsonfilm at gmail dot com. Uh, ask us some questions. Make comments. We're happy to read uh, emails uh, during between film observations. Mm-hmm. Uh, rate and review us on iTunes if you like what we do. You might consider um, contributing through Patreon. We have a Patreon page, and if you contribute at the $5 plus per month level, you are entitled to two separate Patreon-only episodes per month and access to the Patreon-only archive. Tom, do you have anything? Yeah, I got a website, tomsmithcomedy.com. Go check that out. Uh, just keep track of the comedy as it's about to happen. Mm. All right. We're three happy, happy chappies with snappy rappies.